Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Cortez Sundown Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shevinoff. As always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. As always, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. we got some UC Vegas 58 to go or UC Long Island going down on ABC this Saturday. There's also MMA news that we got to go over, as always. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SATOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. Rogue Energy, amazing sponsor of the show as always. Love them. They love us. And you know what? You guys should love them too. Go ahead and get 10% off. Get yourself something nice. Get somebody you like something nice. It's a, it's, it's, it's a hot summer out here. Stay hydrated. RogueEnergy.com. Code SATOFF at checkout. Last Saturday night in UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. UC Vegas 58, main evented by a lightweight banger. Rafael versus Rafael Violence. Uh, in the end, though, it was the young, the youngster, the young prospect up on the rise, Rafael Fazeev, knocking out Rafael Desanos, cracking the chin for only the, I believe, the uh, third time in his career, or at least second time in the UFC. Very rarely has Desanos been put out and um, there was some controversy about the stoppage on fight night, but I've since kind of changed that. I've changed my opinion on that a little. But as far as you go, Angel, uh, give me your thoughts on the fight itself and also that fifth round, that big right hand. Did you think it was an early stoppage? Look, I, I had funny, you know, I say, I sent you my text uh, in the moment, right? But in the, I was also talking with someone at the time because, uh, you know, we, there was a few guys watching us there that night. And I was like, damn, that was, that was a little premature, but dead. When I saw the other angle, which was the angle the the referee was on, I was like, okay, I could see where where he could have stopped it. But I was like, I I still kind of wish you maybe let it go. I'm not gonna lie, but hey, at the end of the day, you, you protect the father and and from the angle that the opposite angle because I we had what would it be the the side the hit came from, not the side that was that had the more clear view as him, as as he's going down because that side looked a, a you know you could you could see that he was pretty out you know he's pretty and uh, but he he came back pretty quick though uh but i get it man i get what he was trying to do and uh you know i feel like uh, a lot of people that kind of looked into it don't have a big uh, crazy big issue with it but if you're looking at it just like from face value where it was in that moment from that one angle the one angle you see where you don't see him going down you don't see his face you i could see where you know you feel a certain type of way mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, I, I, on fight night, I saw the one angle, and I was like, damn, that's that's pretty early. And then the next day, I saw an alternate angle, and I was like, oh, that's actually a really, really great stoppage. I mean, I don't know if Hafe, uh, the Sanjos was out, um, but it uh, it looked like he might have been. So it was very, very close. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good stoppage, man. And overall, just Hafe Al-Fazib, just to bring it back to his performance, man, um, he's the real deal. I think if there were any questions left, because, you know, there were a couple of fights there, like, he was on the rise, and he had some Im- impressive performances, but then he'd have, like, the Bobby Green fight, where it was, like, you know, uh, a lot closer than it probably should have been. And if there were any questions left, they're all gone now. I mean, he went out there. Dos Anjos, yes, you can argue maybe he's older, but look, man, Dos Anjos is still ranked very, very highly. He was in talking about maybe with a win here, maybe he can get a title shot or get close to a title shot. 
And uh, Fazeev just shut all that down, man. I mean, he stuffed, I believe, 10 of 12 takedowns. Um, he was putting together great combinations, and he cracked the chin of one of the most durable lightweights of all time. I mean, that was just an insane performance. So, uh, shout out to Fazeev. On his performance, is there anything else you want to say before we move on? I mean, it was good. I, I still want to see a little bit more. Obviously, I mean, obviously it was impressive. You know, I don't want to take anything away from it. But uh, this is one of first, right? One of the one of the first uh, big uh, wins at at this weight class for him, obviously, and uh, one of the one of the first big names. You know, uh, I, I want to see more. You know, I, I think it's good. I think there's something great here. I, I'm not doubting him. He, like I said, he's proven a lot. He's clearly very talented. But what a little bit more still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I do want to see him get the high level guy next, and that high level guy may be Justin Gaethje if everything goes Fazeev's way. Is that a matchup you want to see next? I mean, who doesn't want to see that, dude? I feel it like uh, like someone said, dude. It's like Justin Gaethje. You know, they, they call him the human highlight for a reason, right? I mean, any any matchup is great for Justin Gaethje at the end of the day, right? What what, what is not a good matchup for Justin yeah. Gaethje outside of Habib? Yeah, true, true. Hey, man, that 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 and even then, was still fun. That yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, so uh, I mean, that's I, I a thought I want to see next, man. I know Gage is probably. I said, he, didn't he say he was taking some time off to like fix his nose because it's been broken? I guess he finally decided to just say fuck it and take care of it. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that recently, so I, I believe he's been taking a little bit of time off. But I yeah, man, I I'd, I'd still be down to see that whenever he does come back. Like that sounds like an awesome fight, but um. Yeah, man. Uh, this card was a bit of a rough one. Part of the reason it was a rough one. Let's go and move on to the co-main event. Uh, we, we questioned why this is a co-main event. And it uh, looks like our questioning was uh, it was very apt. It was very uh, it was a good thing to question it because it was not a great fight. Uh, Kyle Barallo defeats Armand Petrosian via unanimous decision 30-27, 30-27, Very grappling, heavy game plan. But it was not a grappling heavy where he was actually, you know, moving into positions doing a lot of passing, landing big shots. It was kind of just... He was initially, though. Initially, he was Initially, but over the course of the fight, you know what I mean? Like, the vast majority. Yeah. No, it makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, what did you think about his performance, though? I mean, it's kind of what I expected from him. He fought a a really good fight. I mean, he fought what he had to do. He took the guy who, you know, comes... You know, his thing is obviously keeping him on the feet, and he took him out of his world, which is exactly what you want to do. Uh... He fought the fight that Gregory Rodriguez should have fought against uh, Petrosian originally. Yeah. Uh, so, good for him. He's a talented kid, man. Uh, at 185, there, there's another person right there, 29 years young, and he's. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential. He's a lot of room to grow. Uh, but there's a good. There's already some good stuff we've already seen, and I think. Uh, I mean, sky's the limit right now. It's a nice little two win streak here, not including the the contender the contender series win and the one before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Very, a very solid uh, win streak going for him right now. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, it was a bit of a mixed bag. But uh, there were some good fights in here. A couple of really rough ones. What fights were you mo- like? Do you most want to talk about from UFC Vegas 58? I mean, we could just go one down. Josh uh, Said Nurmaga Madoff versus Douglas Silva Dion Drod. It was a fun fight, man. Uh, Man, a little. I was, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little suspect with the third twenty-seven. I knew he lost, but you know, I always like some accurate scoring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I was gonna say that, but it was it was a fun fight, and it was actually scored differently all around. By the way, none of the scorecards were the same. 
even in 29-28s, were different. It was a very close fight. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a lot closer. I could have even... You could have you could have seen them giving it to Andrade. I thought they were going to for a second, but I was yeah, like... Yeah, me too. I thought that fight was a lot, a lot closer than the judges portrayed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, so... That's how it is, though. True, true. In the uh, the 30-27, I, I, I don't like it. Um, suspect, but, suspect, man. Yeah, he was very, paid. Very, <laughs> it was very, he's, it was very. He was suspect. paid off, Josh. No, <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm gonna since you talked about that one, I'm gonna move one on down. Our boy Chase Sherman, the uh, the Vanilla Gorilla, he went he went out there and did it for all the gorillas out there, man. Um, he did it for Darren Till. <laughs> he he, he you know, like shout out Harambe. It's Shadow Harambe. He goes out there to feature Jander Vandera. And, uh, that was actually a really fun fight, dude. Those guys went out there and they just banged, bro. I mean, that was a hell of a fight. Um, and Chase Sherman, dude, getting that win that he badly needed. He's lost four in a row. Arlovsky, Parker Porter, Jake Collier, and Alexander Romanov. And, uh, you know, it was not an easy fight for him. I feel bad for Jared Vandera. Um, because that's almost definitely a wrap on his UFC career, but, Look, man, uh, that was a great, that was a great fight. Very, very happy with that one. Chase Sherman is a great dude, so yeah. He earned but. it, he earned it, and he earned it the right way, and he, uh, he did a lot of right things, man, that he, he needs to continue to do in, in his career, and, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe this is, maybe he's turning a leaf here, and he'll get on a nice little winning streak, and, uh, maybe he turns some heads, and maybe mm-hmm. he gets some rematches. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see about that. But uh, look, dude, I gotta we gotta go. We gotta talk about this one just because it was so disappointing. Uh, Alman Zahabi defeating Ricky Tercios. You know, we're really the only people that watch tough these days. And uh, we not, had, uh, not according to Ricky Tercios' Instagram, man, he was getting a lot of love even though he didn't have a great performance. Yeah, this is actually a really bad performance for him. Now he he did he did win tough. He did uh you know he he had a nice fight before this as well. But man, he uh that was I believe that was one of the worst like fights in regards to like accuracy in UFC history. Dude, it was like, insane. I, it was something insane. He couldn't land anything. And it was I don't even know I don't even know what the fuck. Josh, it was. he was fighting he landed, a ghost he, okay, out there, Josh. Here, here it is. He landed eleven and a half percent of his significant strike attempts. That's the fourth lowest sing, uh, strike rate in UFC history. Do you have the actual numbers? Like the actual numbers make it so much worse. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't find the actual numbers. I just have the percentage. But yeah, man, that was a rough fight. Uh, it was a pretty oh. disappointing performance out of Ricky. Not gonna lie. Wait, wait, wait. I can find it real quick. I just gotta go and type in UFC into Google. Yeah. And then go over one, and then click that. Ricky had. 235 strikes thrown and with only 27 landing total to his opponent with 105 strikes thrown, landing 54. Mm. Yeah, dude, my boy Ricky out there fighting a ghost. Dude, my man was fighting Casper. Yeah, it, it was a rough one, man. It was really, really rough, not going to lie. Um, yeah, he'll rebound, though. I mean, it, it could have been, you know, Octagon Jitters. He's still very, very young, but... Um, yeah, man, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think we also got to talk. Man, we're just we're just moving one down today. We're just moving we're just moving one down. But um, Jimmy Malarkey defeating Michael Johnson. I I hated 
this decision. <laughs> what did you think, Angel? Yeah, no, I, I thought Michael Johnson won that fight, man. It was a banger, though. I, I, I get where... Like, I, I, I kind of get where they're coming from, but I, I still think Michael Johnson won the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Um, I see where they came from, but I rewatched it literally yesterday, and I, I can't see it, man. I just can't. I, I, I hate that decision. But in, um, in, in the moment, I felt wrong too. I was like, wait, was I wrong? Like, what, what did I not see? But then I think part know. of it is because we just we like Michael Johnson and to see him. He he's had some rough times, and he finally got a win last time out. And for this one, would have moved into two wins, and now it's just I don't know. It just tough, one man. last run at the title. <laughs> one last run. Um, yeah, he can beat anybody on any given night, but not with these judges apparently. Uh, anyways, man, um, what are some other fights just on the on the prelims we're going to talk about? A heartbreaking one for us, Josh. Trey Sean Gore losing to Cody Brudge. But Cody Brudge is a fucking good guy, so I, I knew this was a possibility. Yeah, but not a dude like that. He he fucking murked him, my man. He put him out, out. You're not wrong. Yeah, so that was rough. That was very rough. Um, Another one, Antonio Chichego defeating Courtney Casey. Solid win for her. You know, I, I definitely think... um. She's not really lived up to the hype that she had when she came into the UFC, but uh, she's still she's still sticking around longer. You mean what? Four years now in the UFC? Five years? Definitely, definitely kind of wild. But yeah, man. Uh, David Onama Casey's O David Onama defeating Garrett Armfield uh, submission in the second round. Solid performance by him, man. Solid performance. Two wins in a row. You love to see it, man. Um, Carl Roberson's UFC career probably it's probably a wrap now, right? I mean. Lost to Kenny Injuku, uh, TKO, round number three. He got dominated in that one, man. That was rough. Um, and then uh, Saeed, I'm just going to call him Saeed, <laughs> defeating Roddy Lawrence. That kid looks like the real deal down at 135. Do you like his performance? Yeah, I know. He's a solid guy. He's taking out some good names. Uh, he took out my guy, AK-47, Askar, Askar. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of the UFC, so, and I was really hyped up for that guy, and he shut down the hype train. <laughs> mm-hmm. Real quick, yeah. So that kid, that kid's very solid. But yeah, man, this is a, this is a rough fight night. It was not the best card, um, not the worst card of the year, I'd say. But it all was it was a bad. It was still fun. It was. It was. It's gonna be. I you know I forgot it in about t minus five minutes after it ended. You know what I mean? It was one of those cards. I I mean this this next week will be way better. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, this card we got coming up is... I mean, Josh, uh, it has Jessica Panay. You know how much I love Jessica Panay. I know you love Jessica Panay, Josh. And jokes aside, I am actually very excited for her fight with Emily Ducote. But let's go ahead and we'll crack into it right now, Angel. Crack into it right fucking now. Right fucking now. Right now, uh, Josh. UFC Long Island going down on ABC. Yes, it is the third ever ABC card. Um... You know, last year, I believe, like last January, they started doing these. They had Holloway versus Cater. Then Dang. they had Marvin Matori versus Kevin Holland a couple Dang. months later. Um, and now we got Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez. Angel, if Yair Rodriguez wins, he will receive a featherweight title shot. Don't shoot the messenger. I don't know why he will, but he will. <laughs> I, I, I heard about this uh, last night. I found out about this last night. I am uh, I'm surprised. I thought they were gonna go the Josh Emmett route. They, they for real. They for real said fuck Josh Emmett though, man. They they 
They said, fuck your 5-5 winning streak, bro. Like, I don't get it at all, dude. I really don't get it. But um, moving aside from the drama with that, which, again, I very much disagree with, this fight is excellent, dude. This fight is so fucking good on paper. Um, Brian Ortega, obviously, this is going to be his first fight since his absolute war with Alexander Volkanovsky back at UC 266 in September 2021. Obviously, we know that he's, you know, the closest to finishing Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, obviously, caught him in that submission in the third round, which was probably one of the greatest rounds I've ever seen at round three of their featherweight title fight, just back and forth, back and forth. Um, outside of that, he kind of got beat up, but you know, that one moment was pretty sick. Um, and he's back into Yair. Obviously, Yair is coming off of that war with Max Holloway back in November. Prior to that, he was on a three fight unbeaten streak. Um, still sitting at 13 and three overall in his career. Still, still a guy that like, you know, he got that super big push back in 2017, 2018, Angel. I'm sure you remember. Back whenever he was super hyped, he knocked out BJ Penn. Um, he had a couple of big fights there. And then he had that, that bit of a rough patch where he didn't fight, and then he had the multiple failed booking with Zabit, and then he got suspended by USADA and so on and so forth. And then it's crazy to think, dude, he's 29. He's still in his 20s. He's gone through all that drama. He seems to, he seems to have come back on the other side. And now he's in a position where if he wins, he will fight for UFC gold. Preview this matchup for me, man. What do you think? I'm excited, man. I mean, we got the California native versus the uh, native born in Mexico and uh, out of Chihuahua, Mexico, the very own uh, Yair Rodriguez of Pantera versus, uh, you know, T-City himself. You, you love to see it. I think it's a great set. Because out there. <laughs> I know, right? It's a great set list to clash. Uh, I mean, man, it's the crazy... Stand up, spinning strike, leg kick guy versus the, uh, the crafty jujitsu player who now has an improved stand up game, man. Where before it was kind of like, how long is Brian Ortega going to last before he gets the win, right? I mean, that yeah. used to be the, that used to be the meme, right? Take all the damage, get the win. I mean, shit, that was almost a story of his, of his belt victory or could have been belt victory against, uh, Wolkanowski, you know, the, the Hail Mary submission, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what if, right? And, uh, Man, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Josh. I think Brian Ortega has a great chance of winning this fight. I think uh, now that he's improved a lot on the feet, uh, looking a little bit more comfortable, but the damage taking is still there. I wonder how that's going to be with the uh, how that's going to go with Jair Rodriguez because I wonder how he's going to do with the leg attacks, his spinning strikes. I wonder how wild it's going to get on the feet. And uh, once the fight does the hit, the, once the fight does hit the ground, and if it does hit the ground. How's Jay you're gonna react? Because Brian Ortega is not gonna be chasing your traditional submissions. Brian Ortega is gonna be catching you in triangles, buddy. <laughs> you know, he's gonna be throwing you, he's gonna, he's gonna wrap you up and then bam, he's gonna jump on you on a submission. How's he gonna deal with that? I'm sure he's gonna be practicing with like that. Now, I know for a long time, it was something that actually, uh, I think Brandy Moreno talked about how, uh, like just jujitsu players in, in, down in Mexico and that whole area, you know, like that part of, like, they have the boxing down, they have the stand-up down, but they just need the other half of the wrestling and jiu-jitsu to kind of complete their MMA game. And a lot of the guys – and there's a lot of guys down there in Mexico that have been proving that and are working on that. Even shit, even Brandon Moreno himself, he's a good jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see how uh, Yair does in that department. I think the big thing is when the submission starts coming in, when he starts getting wrapped up by Brian, how is he going to react? And how is Brian going to react to the oncoming strikes? Is he going to be receiving the damage? Is he going to be getting hurt constantly? You know, I think there's all the the big things, but I'm confident in picking Brian Ortega, Josh. I think he has 
a few more avenues of victory. I think he could win it on the feet, but I, I obviously, uh, you know, you know, the ground and, and the submissions are going to be his big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do not think he has a chance of winning it on the feet, but I don't think it matters. I think, I think your cousin is going to get it done, man. I think he has more ways to win. I think also, man, um, not to not to dunk on Yair because I'm a big fan of Yair, um, but his very flashy. Uh, striking style and how entertaining it is, that has its drawbacks. And one of those drawbacks is because you're always in motion, you're always being very fluid. Guys can take you down. And uh, we saw that in the Frankie Edgar fight whenever he got taken down and just brutalized. And you want to be like, oh, that fight was five years ago? I agree. Well, we just saw that happen less than six months ago against Max Holloway, too. <laughs> so maybe he wasn't brutalized on the on the ground by Max, but the fact that Max, who... Granted, he did I've fuck always, up his foot, though. That's true. That's true. And in that, that same time, though, when you throw that many kicks, that's a very reasonable possibility in this fight as well. So, yeah. um, you know, Max, I've always said Max has a very underrated jiu-jitsu. The, but the reason why we don't see that too often is because he's not very good at getting takedowns, you know. Yet he took Yair down at will in that fight. So, um, look, man, I, I think Brian's biggest issue has always been, like, he his striking was always a big issue. But also, he he's not really good at setting up takedowns. But he's worked on that a whole hell of a lot, man. Especially even in the, even in the Volk fight, he didn't score really any traditional takedowns. But he was still, you know, finding unique ways to get the fight to the mat. You know what I mean? Even in that third round, he caught a kick and landed a punch at the same time. It kind of just threw him down, you know? And he got in that, gate, in that guillotine. I think Brian just has more ways to win. Um, and I'm going to go and take it, man. Now, we've never seen Yair submitted in his career, but I think it happens here. I think Brian Ortega is too good. I think he gets it done, man. But regardless, I think it's going to be a banger of a fight. Like, Watch this be so fucking wrong. I, I wouldn't be surprised, dude. I think it's going to be a really, really close fight. I, I you, think, you, know yeah, be, you know what would be savage, Josh? Yeah, your Rodriguez via submission. Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, pull, pull some pull some Max shit, starts beating him up, tries going for the sub. Nice. You know? Um... It can happen, man. I mean, Brian's taken takes a lot of punishment, so who knows? And he's taken a lot of punishment, <laughs> not a very he's, long time. Yeah, I mean, he's he's only thirty one, and he's taken some brute. Even the fights he wins, man. I mean, I feel like people forget because like the Max fight and the Volk fight were so brutal. But like, bro, he got <laughs> he had a war with uh, Hanato Moicano. That, dude, a like I said, it was that was that was the meme, dude. It was like, how much damage is Brian Ortega gonna take before he gets the win? Yeah, he had a he had a war with Clay Guida. I mean, he had a goddamn like he he can never have a good, an easy fight, man. So um, yeah, hey, man, I, but he's I, entertaining. Yeah, for sure. I do think it's gonna be a very good fight, though. Uh, but I am gonna go and take your cuz on Saturday. So uh, regardless, though, co-main event, um, a battle of strawweight contenders, Amanda Limos taking on Michelle Watson. Obviously, Limo's back for the first time since April, making a somewhat quick turnaround uh, since her submission loss to Jessica Andrade. Uh, Watson, on the other hand, is coming off a loss in a main event outing against Marina Rodriguez back in May of 2021. Been over a year out of the cage for her. I know she had some health issues, uh, but she said she's fe- she's feeling energetic going to this one. She sees some more opportunities at the top now that Carla Esparza is champion which I think is quite funny. Um, but anyways, what do you think about this fight, my man? I think it's a fun bout. It's a it's a good uh, bounce back for Amanda Limos, man. I think uh, 
the uh, the Andrade fight was just too much too soon, man. I think that just was just was just not a good fight for her. It was just not gonna work out. And uh I mean at thirty five man, I mean that that really kinda set her back a bit. But the one thing for one good thing for women is it takes them a bit to age out in MMA. They could they could be around for quite a while. I mean shit, we have Jessica Panay on this card, you know, thirty nine years old. She's still going strong, man. She's on a two fight win streak, potentially going on a three, you know? Coming for that belt. Coming for that belt, baby. And uh Carmen Lima's man, she she's a she has a lot of power, dude. You don't you look at her, you wouldn't think, oh shit, this chick can crack dude, but she can fucking crack. Yeah. And uh, I think that's uh it's very dangerous for Michelle Watterson, uh, because I mean Lima's has some fucking hands. She has this kind of nice fluid movement if she gets going too that if she gets flowing, if she gets comfortable, I think she could uh, she could give hell to Michelle Watterson. Uh you know, Michelle Watterson's a weird one for me, man, because I feel like ever since I've, like, uh, it started investing uh, time into the sport, man, I've only seen uh, the losses, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I came in and uh, and it's just been loss after loss. Like, uh, you know, it, it was a Ioana Sparza. She got the Angela Hill one, but if I remember right, she arguably lost that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was a robbery. And Marina Rodriguez, I mean, that's, that's four losses in a row, and she's about to take on Amanda Lemos. I mean, I think it might be five here soon, Josh. Yeah, I think this is a really a strange matchup. Um, I suppose it only makes sense if you're if, if you're Watterson and you're trying to climb up the rankings and try and get a title shot quick. Um, I don't see it happening. I think this is a rough matchup for, her and I think she loses, dude. Uh, I mean, I, I'm very high on Amanda Limos. Um She fucking cracks hard, and Michelle Watterson, um, she's very talented. But at the same time, man, part of me wonders, like, she she's just been on like a bad streak, and I don't see it getting any better. You know what I mean? Some people take some people take a corner. For example, Limos herself is thirty five. Watson's only thirty six. They're only a year apart, but it's the miles, man. And Michelle Watson has had some tough fights. She had that brutal fight with Rose. She had that war with Joanna. She's had a couple wars in her career, man. So I mean, I'm gonna go and take a minute of Limos here. I'm assuming you're in agreement. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, man. I I'd, I'd like to be proven wrong. I mean, I like Michelle Watterson, but I think most of the MMA community does. If not she's all. very likable. She's very likable. Yeah, she's um, a really good personality. For sure. Um. Anyways, as far as the rest of the card, uh, what is the fight you're most looking forward to? We gotta go one down, Josh. I know I white knighted the fuck out of myself, but it's okay. I didn't say anything. I know you did it, but I heard you laugh. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I, you, you have your camera on, Josh. I see you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, all right, all right. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Start, start telling me about some fights, Angel. We, no, we, I mean, we, 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 we can I just got go. stuff to do today. I got stuff to do today, Angel. Come on. Uh, you got stuff to do. Don't you think I have stuff to do today, too, motherfucker? Are, are, I'm pretty sure you're just going to go take a nap after this. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might do that. Oh, oh my God. But we could, we could go one down, man. Uh, the leech is back versus Muslim. Is it or is it just Mu- is it Muslim or is it Muslim? Do we know? Um, I think it's just Muslim. Muslim Solikov. Regardless, uh, he was booked against Michelle Pereira originally at the start of this year. If I got canceled, I was super down for that. I thought it was a banger. Uh, last time out did against Francisco Trinaldo. That was I, think, I remember if I remember it. He had a fight for that one against a forty year old Francisco Trinaldo. Uh, but hey, man, Trinaldo's a motherfucker, dude. I love Trinaldo. He's still doing it. I don't care that he looks like he's on some Sazul. 
but you know, <laughs> you saw it as a thing, so he shouldn't be. Dude, that actually yeah, you don't... saw it as notoriously. <laughs> Holy shit, he's on a two fight win streak. This guy's yeah, you saw you saw it never does anything wrong, my man. You know. But uh, as far as a kind of like bounce back fight and kind of a good fight, for, I think it's a good fight for both guys. It's a win win for either guy who wins. Obviously, it sucks for who loses, but it's like the right fight to make. Right now, as far as rankings for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I like this fight a lot. I really do. Um, Li Jing Lang, probably one of the most... Inter- I feel very comfortable saying this, Angel. One mm-hmm. of the most entertaining guys in the sport. Yes. And that may, sound inter- that may sound crazy, but can you think of a single boring fight that he's been in? Like, I'm, j- I'm not even... Just one. Just one. Can you? Not off the top of my head. Damn right you can't. I mean, Maybe the uh, was the Neil Magny one a rough one if I remember right. No, nah, Neil Magny that was a that was a banner because that was Neil back after a long layoff and he beat the shit out of him. It wasn't a great night for the Leech, but it was an entertaining fight. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, one of the most entertaining guys in the sport. One of the most entertaining guys in the sport. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to see him back. It's going to be a tough matchup for him, man. It's going to be a tough matchup, but uh, regardless, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, also on the card, dude, I'm very excited for this one as well. Matt Schnell taking on Sue Matajiri. Glad to see the flyweight division, uh, the flyweight division. It's not really getting, like, I don't want to say it's getting a lot of love, but I'm shocked that they're on the main card. <laughs> hey, man, like, they're here, baby. They're here. No, 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 I agree. I agree, for sure. But it just, is it just me or do they always put, like, these high-ranked flyweight matchups, like, bottom of the card? Dude, cart, dude. Ricky Simone Jack Shore are lower than this. Yeah. I mean I know like, I know that's just a ten pound uh, increase but just you know what I mean, it just goes to show how much love they're getting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm honestly shocked they put in this position. But I'm glad they will, because I know for a fact this fight's gonna fucking rock, dude. I mean Oh yeah. I mean it's flyweights, dude. They come out to bay. They do, and Matt Schnell's been putting on some bangers recently, man. That fight with Brandon Roy Valor earlier this year was fucking you know, it was perfect. Uh, and then the Sumata Jerry, dude, this kid can crack, dude. This kid can really, really crack. So I'm very excited for this one. He is coming off a win over, over our boy, Surukadashev, back in January 2021. So a bit of a long layoff for him. But uh, we'll see what happens there, man. Very excited for that one. Uh, Shane Burgos versus Charles Jordan, though. This is going to be the fight of the night. This, I mean, this is this is certified violence, right? This is certified. This fight feels like it should be illegal. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, But it's real. It's real. What they're going to do to each other... Like war crimes, dude. Like <laughs> it might be. This might be the closest we get to a uh, non-sanctioned fight if they could. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is like the, the athletic commission. I'm surprised they this. Let this this, this might ahead. go beyond just it being the sport. You know, <laughs> this is this is some Roman Coliseum type shit, dog. Like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna go out there and do some crazy shit to one another. You know? Yeah. Um, you love to see it though. You love to fucking see it. Right, I couldn't be more excited for them to do it. But how long has it been since Shane Burgos was gone? It was it was the last time out against he fought against, he fought against, against Billy, Billy Q, right? That was a banger too, wasn't it? Yeah, and it came right after the Gaethje, uh, um, the Gaethje Chandler fight. So I remember being like just so tired, and then like being like, "Fuck, man!" Like the, the, yeah, they almost. They, I remember they had like not a whole lot of audience reaction because of that, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, that was a banger. And then Charles Jordan, I mean, this kid. This kid's just 
I don't even know what to say about him. This kid rocks, man. I mean, he's just... He's, he's the going, meanest Canadian you know, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this guy rocks, dude. That fight with Lando Venata ruled. His fight with... But the better one, Andre Ewell, back in December. That shit was yeah. crazy, dog. Man, so. Julia, that a Julia Rosa fight. He might have lost it, but goddamn, was that good? Because that was a comeback behind win by Julia Rosa, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was. That was. That was a hell of a fight, man. That was a hell of a... Actually, that's a fight that if you have free time, you should rewatch anybody here. Oh yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. I mean, I I fucking loved that fight, man. Love it. Um, love to see it. Love to see it. And Charles Jordan, Chamber. I, I, look, we spent a long time on this fight, dude. But I cannot stress to people, like, if you're listening to this, it's the show. If for some reason you're thinking, well, it's a fight night, I should skip it. Dude, you shouldn't first skip of all, it. don't. First of all, don't. Don't. don't, don't second of all, it. even if you do, if even if you decide to. Just turn on whatever Jordan or <laughs> Jordan's making the walkout. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> these guys are gonna fucking try and kill each other. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, dude. I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait. But uh, yeah, dude. And then opening up the card, dude. This is a big one, man. This is probably this is one of them because I see. I feel comfortable saying if Misha Tate wins this fight, she will fight for the title next. Um. Wow. This has the, maybe the second biggest stakes or the biggest stakes on the card outside the Yair Bryan fight. Uh, well, I think, I mean, it has to be second, right? I, I'd say second most just by, by virtue of the fact that, um, you know, just because like the win, if Yair wins, he'll get a title shot, but this one. It's kind of a, it's win. kind of sad. This isn't the co-main, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I no, no, no. I think I think sometimes they'll strategically do this though. Like, they'll build, like I know, a but match don't, up the don't you think Shane Burgos, Charles Jordan should have been the card opener? Oh, damn! You're right. That'd, That'd be even I'm, better. And they could have had Match Nail Sumata Jiri right after, you know, or like the 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 other, you know, Michelle Watson and Amanda Limos in between, and then Match Nail, and then the Leech, and then Lauren Murphy, Michigan, leading into Brian Ortega versus Jair Rodriguez. I really think they kind of dropped the ball in the order. Not going to lie. Well, you know what I don't understand? And, and what we're talking about timing and shit, why is this card starting at 2 o'clock? I, the main card, Angel. People who watch ABC watch ABC at this time, I guess. <laughs> I guess, but it's it's crazy to me. It's not even – it's starting at 1 p.m. our time, Angel. The main I, card. The oh, dude, I, I already planned out what I'm going to do for the day. I'm going to literally go over and sleep at our homie's house. Really? You're going to go sleep at Phillips? Oh, I'm going straight there, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, but regardless, I'm still shocked at the timing on this one. This one's, it's, it's, it's earlier than USC London, dog. That's crazy. <laughs> That's how you know it's down bad. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I love it. I love these early cards, but normally they only put early cards on whenever it's like some shit card that nobody wants to watch, you know? No, but this, this, this isn't a shit card. This is a great this card. Is, this is arguably the best fight night of the year. Like, it's just. I, but dude, who the fuck doesn't want to get drunk at like midday and watch fights? Like, that sounds kind of sick, doesn't I'm it? I'm going somewhere, you know? <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, man, I mean. To bring it back to Misha Tate, <laughs> that after that brief segue, uh, yeah, man, um, I like this fight a whole lot. Uh, I know that some people were shitting on it. Um, I don't know why I, though. I I, I think it's reason, a great MMA matchup for both ladies. Like, yeah, for some reason MMA fans don't like Warren Murphy. I don't know why. We're she both Warren a, Murphy fans. You know, she has a great story, dude. Great story, and generally speaking, I'm pretty entertained in her fights. I mean, outside the Shevchenko fight, she got the shit kicked out of her, but I'm generally entertained in her fights. You know, she comes to scrap, and I give her props. You know, she's not she got into the sport late. She's not the most athletically gifted, but goddamn, is she a dog? Dude. She's a worker. So, she's a hard worker. Yeah, she's a very hard worker. And then Misha, dude, Misha's another dog, bro. Just straight up dogs out there. And uh, we get to see it, wins, Josh. 
if she wins, she gets a title shot. And um, because I saw a reporter ask about her recently, and and they're like, so you think if you win, you get the title shot? And be like, she was like, who who else will <laughs> like who else will get it? You know what I mean? Uh, especially considering our our girl Santos is going to be out with a with a broken orbital. That shit takes a long time to heal. You know. So, I mean, looking up the the women's rankings, um, there's really nobody else. I mean, I suppose if Manifero defeats, you know, Entourage, but they're not fighting until September, I think. That's a while from now. There's a very long time. And Chichenko's, you know, she doesn't have any injuries or anything. She's probably going to be ready to go soon, so. She's just ready, uh, dude. Yeah, so I'd, I'll be down with that to see if, if she wins, and I think she does win here. I know we're not giving official predictions, but, um, I think she's a, she's a very good shot of weakness if if the cut goes well and everything like that. That's that's the thing we got to see. We got to see the weight change. But she's also looked a lot slimmer since she, she since she came back. Maybe it's just me who thought that. But like, does she does she also look like a lot like? I mean, yeah, no, she's super in shape too. So I'm assuming it's going to be fine. But hey, man, that's another weight that she had to get rid of though. That wasn't there originally. So hmm. we'll see how it goes. I'm curious to see how how fast she's going to be quiz. You've seen she's not as fast as she used to be. You know what I mean? She, but she, was yeah. never, she wasn't ever like crazy quick like that either. No, she wasn't. She would always just work hard as fuck and then just, you know. She had a dog. She was a dog. She, she was. A, she still is a dog. I mean, that, that kid in Vera fight, your fight, her face got fucked up and she kept on going, you know? So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, love me some Misha Tate. So we'll see what happens, man. But I'm very excited for that fight. Uh, as far as the prelims, dude, do you, do you just want to go down one? Well, let's just, let's just go down one, because the last fight leading into the main card is Ricky Simone and Jack Shore. Mm-hmm. That is a banger, man. Um, both these, both these guys ranked at bantamweight. Obviously, Jack Shore is still undefeated, 16-0. and But Ricky Simone, dude, he's coming in with some heat. He knocked out Rafael Asuncao last time out. And, uh, you know, there's one thing you can say about Rafael, man. Like, he, he's had a rough streak, but he, he doesn't really get cracked too often. He got cracked by Ricky. So, uh, what do you think about this one? I'm very excited for this fight. It's a fun matchup, man. They're right next to each other. The perfect 16-0 out of Jack Shore, putting it on the line against against a very tough Ricky Simone. Who, I mean, he's been putting it together, man. I mean, ever since his uh, his loss against Faber, I mean, it's just been uh, kind of getting it together. You know, obviously he had the Roth Fawn and lost him there, but ever since there, Ray Borg, you know, another few guys, Brian Kelleher, Rafael Asensio, uh, you know, some de- some really strong guys in there who. Or, you know, or names of the sport. And if he can get Jack Shore out of here, man, get rid of that O. I mean, man, sky's the limit at that point, right? But if Jack Shore gets it here, dude, a perfect 17 and 0, one of the best active records in MMA by a Welsh fighter. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's a big accomplishment, man. I know he's going to be representing his country real well. Uh, he's a talented guy, dude. I mean, he's, he has some solid wins under his belt. And, uh, I mean, it's the same thing to him, man. If he gets that win over Ricky Simone, I mean, that is a, uh, I mean that's oof, you're putting the you're putting the division in check, man. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. For sure. Um, and he's a guy that like, you know, it could be because he doesn't have like any. I think he only has like one finish in the UFC, I believe. Um, and it might have been in like his debut, like he, a couple of years ago. Um, he's no. not had a finish in a while, and then probably it's probably because of that that he probably doesn't have like nearly as much hype as he deserves. I think you know his first two fights were finishes in the UFC. I just looked it up. Okay, how long? Like, how long ago was that? Like, twenty nineteen. Okay, there you go. Yeah, um, and twenty twenty actually. So oh, okay, my bad. My bad. Then. 
But Not my bad, then. Yeah. But, he's, but, but he's had three fights in between, though. Yeah, my bad. But regardless, I do think this is a kid that deserves a lot more hype than he has. He's very well-rounded in every single area. He's still very young, and he's only getting better. So um, he's we'll see what happens dude. there. But I think this is his moment to, like, Shit. make a big impact. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. At least, at least get years young, though, Josh. 27 yeah, 27 years, years young. So Crazy. Yeah, this kid's only getting better, which is crazy to think about. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, as far as the rest of the card goes, what are some some of those kind of lower lower tier fights you're looking forward to talking about? I mean, Josh, we got to talk about one of the. You know how I mentioned? Uh, oh my goodness, what's his name? A few weeks back about being on a, a low key win streak. I'm blanking on it right now. I, I could I can see his face. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna regret it later. I'll bring it up later to you outside of the podcast. But okay. someone who's been on a low key win streak, man, Dustin Jacoby. Oh yeah. On the most low key of low key, you know, he, you know, he, he's, he's been, he made it in right into the UFC through the contender series. He's been kind of getting his wins and he's just been putting them together, man. He's, he's coming in quietly, quietly. He's trying to break into, I'm surprised they haven't given him a higher ranked opponent yet, man. You know what I mean? Especially with so many wins. How many wins is that in a row? One, two, three, four, five wins in a row. Surprised they haven't. I mean, they're giving him a Don Jung, not a bad guy, 15 and 2. But after this, man, you gotta give him someone just outside of the top 15, if not in the top 15, if he does win this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's crazy that they haven't. I mean, even, you know, he's on a solid win streak. I mean, he has not lost since 2015. He has not lost in seven years, Angel. I mean, that's, that is crazy to think about. That was a Bellator fight against John Salter, too. Like, he's on a solid win streak. He's a guy that, like, you really don't think about too much when it comes to, like, Title contenders, and I don't know why that is, because he, anytime I see him, I'm like, damn, this kid's like impressive, like, he looks good, you know? He's 34 too, they gotta be pushing him, man. I mean, if I were him, I'd be calling out some names this next fight. Yeah, damn right, dude. I mean, I, he's, he's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't have that much hype around him, you know? And Don Jung, that's a very good matchup. Um, I, I think it's a good matchup to, for Justin, Justin Jacoby, honestly. Um, Granted, Jung is, is young and he's still only getting better, but there's a couple, been a couple of times where he's, he's either off or he's on, you know. It, yeah. There's no in between. He's, he's, he's very, very hot or cold. Um, he's huge, dude. He's 6'4". <laughs> yeah, he's huge for the division. But, I mean, to his credit, Jacoby's a big motherfucker, too. He's I think he's also 6'4", or 6'3". 6'3". That's what they listed at, but we'll see how they match up the night of. Yeah, so he's a, he's a big boy, too. So we'll see what happens. Um, other fights on the card, Bill Algio, Herbert Burns. Neither one of those guys going to be t- contending for a I'm so triggered about this, Josh, because that was not the original bout. What was the original bout? The original bout was that Russian guy who's 23-0. and 0. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, Kushin Kushin Ashkov. I can't pronounce his name. That guy. He's been oh, scared. yeah. Yeah, both both of their opponents dropped out, and then they went in and sent them against each other. Yes, I know. Yeah. I'm so triggered. He was scheduled twice. Last time it was visa issues. This time he withdrew. Why? I don't know, but it's triggering. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see what you're upset about that. Dude, he was a good guy, though. No hey, Don't get no, me wrong. No, yeah, this fight's going to be fun, but I see what you mean, though. Um, yeah. I was ready for the debut, man. Yeah. Um, also on this card, Philip Rowe taking on Akubar Nurmagomedov. That should be fun. Um, I believe Akubar is related to Habib. I believe so. Unless I'm I see, wrong about that. I, I see this just got canceled, Josh. When? Uh, I don't know. I just see that it was canceled as of... I don't know when, but I just see it's canceled on here on Topology. Oh, damn. Well, 
Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, but this is maybe you're right. Fuck. Um, let me Man, see. shit. I didn't know fucking Kushin got canceled, so. Yeah, yeah I can't cancel. It has been? Yep. I just found it online. Damn, that's tough. I did um, find the official news report, but I'm seeing it got canceled. Damn. Yeah, that's rough. Um, anyways, man. Uh, outside of that, then, opening up the card, opening up the prelims is our girl Jessica Panay, who we mentioned earlier. You know, 39 years young, looking good, looking in great shape, coming off two wins in a row, actually. Uh, defeated Lupita Godinez, who's obviously made a name for herself over the last couple of months, um, or over the last year, I'd say. And then she also defeated Carolina Kukovic back in August of 2021. Uh, taking on Emily Ducote. Emily Ducote, man, um, she's only Getting 28 her years old. Yeah, and she's had such a long road, dude. I remember seeing her back in Bellator back in like 2015, 2016, when she was just a kid. She was, she was already usual. She was up there fighting Lena Lay McFarlane and having some great fights. Uh, she took some time off after that, after she got cut from Bellator, made her way into Invicta, where she's just been bodying girls, dude. I mean, she knocked out Janice and Mirandin. She had that, uh, she had a war with Kanako Murata for the title, and I thought she won that one. She lost via split, but it was a terrible decision. Since then, she's undefeated. Uh, defeat Juliana Lima, Danielle Taylor, I mean, one of the knockouts of last year, if you guys have not seen that one, where she knocked out Danielle Taylor. And then defeated my girl Alicia Zapatella back in May. Uh, via Dr. Stoppage. So, uh, yeah, man, she is looking great, Emily Ducote. So I'm very excited for her, for her to finally get this opportunity. That's going to be a banger. So feel free to tune in early to see that one. Feel free to tune in at fucking 9 a.m. to see that fight. So Wake the fuck up. Yeah, wake up. So, yeah, that's a, that's a rough I, I still can't believe how early it is. But regardless, yeah, I like this card a lot, man. I'm very, very excited for this card. Great matchups, top to bottom. And I'm really glad that they're going outside of the Apex. I, I I don't mind an Apex card every once in a while, but it looks like they're finally moving on. You know what I mean? So, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on to some news to close out the show? Uh, No, man. I think we covered it pretty well. I mean, it's a really, really fun card. Actually, now that we started talking about it, I got more excited for it. I saw it. I'm like, this is solid. But once we dove into it, and we didn't highlight – I think we maybe didn't highlight maybe one or two fights. But those are still good fights. Uh. In order to their, uh, themselves too. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited, man. I can't wait to see this. It's, it's in the morning, which is a little rough for me, but I think we're gonna have a fun time recapping this one and we're gonna have a fun time talking about uh, next week's card because, uh, I believe that's UFC London, right? You're damn right it is. Holy shit. Where is the Lou, my mate? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun card. It's gonna be a fun card. I, I gotta say, dude, I think this one might be better than UFC London. It might, uh, it's close. It's close. I, I think, okay, so, uh, name value wise, I don't think so, but I think how they pan out is gonna be the big thing. That's true. That's, that's obviously the biggest thing. Yeah, I though, I could see this one panning out better than UFC London. But last time out, UFC London, man, I think it's probably still the best card of the year. Mm hmm. I mean, I don't know what else could compete with it. I mean, we did actually, we did have that card where there was a lot of finishes. That was the, was that Cater or was that, sorry, you can gamma off. That was, that was, that was Cater. That was Cater and Emmett. Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty, I mean, but just because it had a lot of finishes doesn't mean the whole card. You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds kind of weird. Like, yeah, there was a lot of finishes. Yeah, they were good. It was fun, but I still like UFC London a lot more than this card. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I see what you mean. I, I also think that UC London, like, it's not as good as last card, and I think that could also be one of the reasons why I'm not as excited, because, like, UC London earlier this year, I don't know, like, if it's even possible to top that card. But they're going to try, dude. I mean, yeah, they're going to try, but I, mean, I think it was just a combination of, one, the fighters, the crowd, and uh, the fights, you know, they panned out, and the results on the night of, I mean, they were they were sick. Don't get me wrong. There was it had its slow moments, but I mean there was a there was a little bit of everything, and that was a there was a lot of finishes on that car. There was uh, some controversy on it. it. Had a it had everything, man. Yeah, true, true. Um, you know what? You know what? I'm actually like surprised. Just while we're talking about use of London, real quick, I'm shocked that Alexander Gustafsson's return is not getting any more hype. <laughs> I know it's because he's lost a couple fights, but. He's returned to 205, nevertheless, too. Yeah, but he hasn't fought since July 2020, and this is his first time he's fighting a light heavyweight in over three years. Wait, it's been that long? Yeah, he fought Anthony Smith in uh, Sweden back in June 2019. Oh, oh, at 205, that's what you mean. Okay, that's something. Yeah, 205, but his last fight at heavyweight, was that was over two years ago, too. What? Dude, that seems like yesterday. Holy fuck, I'm old. It It was one of those first five island cards. Dude, you're really fucking my brain right now. (laughs) <laughs> um, Life really is a simulation, huh? <laughs> Anyways, man. Uh, yeah, very. We have a couple of good cards coming up, but and we gotta shift topics. Go to some news to close out the show. A couple of fights got announced, and uh, yeah, man. But before we break into some fight announcements, we do gotta go ahead and hit this one. It's 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 our sad topic of the week. <laughs> We really don't have these too often because we're a bit of a fun show. We 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 keep it fresh, you know. Hey man, we've uh, had we've had sad episodes. We have, you know. But uh, Bigfoot Silva, man, he has now lost his tenth straight combat sports appearance. The last time he won a fight was in August of 2015. He defeated Soa Palele via TKO. That was over. That was nearly seven years ago. Seven. Jesus Christ, and he's lost 10 straight. He was cut from the UFC, obviously, back in uh, 2016. He had a couple of MMA fights. He's had some bare-knuckle ones, some kickboxing ones. His most recent, actually, interestingly enough, um, he fought June, uh, June 24th, 2022, got knocked out by Oleg Popovov in Russia. Just last week, he got knocked out again by Vilashev Dotsik, who's mostly known for being a neo-Nazi above all else. Uh, in a boxing match. Dude, at what point do people step in and stop him? I know that his manager, his former manager, put something up about how, you know, he, he's tried and he can't do anything. But at what point, do, like, do we let this go on? You know what I mean? Well, dude, it's it's so sad when you know he he shouldn't be fighting because he's not even fighting. In, he's not allowed to fight in the States anymore. He literally can't get cleared, you know? And, they, you know, here in, in America, they don't fuck around about that shit. You know what I mean? That's true. I forgot he got pulled from Eagle FC. So he literally, you know, he he literally has to go to other countries to fight and get around it. So just knowing that is the most saddening shit in the world. And the way he's losing and how bad it is, is it's not even like, oh, fuck, he's being competitive. And then he gets knocked out. No, it's. He's getting the shit beat out of him and he's losing really bad. He's getting knocked the fuck out. And you can tell. He is not, he is not even a, you can't even say he's a shell of himself. He is not even much of a remnant of himself anymore. Yeah, he, he's not even, 
Like we're not been, we're not saying he, this to clown him or bewitter him. We're saying no, this no, no, not at all. Because dude, because we're worried about him. Got an MMA. Bigfoot Silva might be the reason I got into MMA. One of them. One of the halves, actually. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. And we're not we're not saying this to like be a dick, but like, man, he's not even. He's not even. It's not even close. He hasn't had like a competitive fight in forever. Like I can't think of a lot. Like of his current losing streak, he's gotten knocked out. And let me see every single one. Probably, I think it's every single one. Yeah, he's, he's no, no, out. no. He had he had one loss that was via decision. That was it. Sorry. Yeah, no. Out, but outside of that, man, I mean, Jesus Christ, man, I mean, it's not even, it's not even competitive, and that's just it's so depressing because this is a guy that like, I mean, fuck, man, he got very close to winning the UFC's heavyweight title, you know? I mean, he he fought for it. He uh, was a former Elite XC champion. Not, he, dude, he beat Fedor. Not, great, it's not prime for Fedor, but he still beat him, you know? Not too far removed from his prime. I mean, it's just, it's mind Shit, Fedor's winning fights now, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, you're right, dude. You're right. Um, Fedor's more competitive these days than Bigfoot. If they, if that, here's the thing. You know what's the crazy thing about they literally can't even make Bigfoot versus Fedor if they wanted. Yep. That's that's fucking insane when you say it out loud. And Fedor's like, what, seven years older than Bigfoot? Yep. Something like that? I mean, Fedor's old, dude. So, um, yeah, man, it's just it's depressing. I, at some point, somebody has to. I don't know who it could be because his his former man like, said that. I feel like it has to be his family, dude. His family has to save him. Like, that's not I mean, we good. don't know that they haven't tried, but, like, that is true too. Like I told you earlier, he I think he's he might not even be aware of what's going on. He might even he might even be being manipulated. I'm not trying to like you know, what is it what is it called? Uh silver hat this shit or whatever? Or what is it? Uh I have uh, no foil, idea what it's foil hat this foil hat this you know what I mean? That 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 thing. Uh I can't think of the, the fucking proper term, but you know, I'm not trying to like uh like theorize this, you know, I'm not trying to fucking throw out sure that I I'm not trying to like make it seem like I know something but I don't, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just like there, there has to be something going on where he's not, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm getting fucked up. I'm not winning." Especially because, I mean, it's not like he was a journeyman, you know. Now he's trying to become one, and not in a good way either, you know. Yeah, and it's 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 probably the worst case of a fighter just being out of their prime and continuing fighting that I've ever seen. I mean, they just stopped, uh, what's his name from fighting on BKFC, Josh, not too long ago? Melvin uh, Gallard. Melvin yeah. Gallard, yeah, because he had been knocked out too many times. He had lost, like, fuck, I mean, can we look up that record real quick, too? I mean, he was also doing I bad. Can, I can hit it real quick, yeah. I mean... Okay, so Melvin has lost... One, two, three, four, five, six... Six, ten fights, and also ten. Although some of those have not been, they're not all knockouts. He had a decision loss. He had a, a DQ loss yeah. in there, an injury loss in there. So ten in a row, but not like Bigfoot. Yeah, he's not going to be put out cold, but he's definitely. But he's also I mean, been stopped from fighting, though. Yeah, he's yeah. Luckily, Bigfoot's he's been stopped. Got from fighting. knocked out twice in the last two weeks. Yeah, not good at all. Uh... Yeah, man, it's just. You know, I, I like I told you, Josh. I really wanted to tweet out hashtag Save Bigfoot, but I was going to get some interesting. Rem- I was going to get tweets from another community. <laughs> yeah, I don't think too, too many people realize. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, any, anyways, but yeah, just just depressing. I mean, big Bigfoot's. Uh, I mean, hopefully, legend. as a community, we can come come together and save them. Like somehow, us talking about it and maybe people bring it up make makes them realize like shit. My my life is more important than you know trying to make money this way. I mean, I don't know how though. I don't know how like anybody can do anything. You know. Do you have there's there's yeah, some sort of realization that has to happen, man? How that's going to happen? That's uh, that's a different story. Yeah, and I mean he's fighting outside of America now, and he's fighting in places with no athletic commission. Yep. So realistically, he can just go forever if anybody does, until somebody steps in. I mean, yep. Yeah, he can go forever. I mean, and he's not going to be fighting regular guys either. He's going to fight fucking juiced up monsters too. Yeah, like, he's going to fight killers because that's what that's how Russia's treating him, man. Like they're gonna, they're having him fight these young lions, dude. So, yep. I don't know what to say. It is it is very depressing though, and you know, shouts out to Bigfoot, man. I mean, he he's a legend of the game, and he, you really do hate to see what's what's happening now. But, anyways, man, moving on. Uh, there were a couple of fight announcements uh, which recently got broke. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, Yan Jiaonan, set for UFC fighting on on October first, so a bit of time from now. But Bilal Muhammad, Sean Brady. Also got announced October 22nd. I believe it's going to be UC 281 in Abu Dhabi. So, you know, to go ahead and give me your takes on both those fights. I, I'm a big fan of both of them, honestly. Like I told you in the green room, man, I love both of them. I think they uh, they both, uh, rankings-wise, it makes sense uh, where they're at right now as far as, like, kind of career-wise makes sense. I think it's all great. Um, I think they're both going to be great fights. Uh, I really don't have a lot to, to say on them because uh, – I'm a fan of both of them. You know, obviously, I don't, I don't want to preview them too hard, but I think Sean Brady, Bilal Muhammad, to be stylistically is a great matchup. Uh, uh, Sean Brady getting all the way up to number five, right? Potentially, if he beats Bilal Muhammad and Bilal Muhammad uh, fighting down to Sean Brady, respect, man. He's, uh, you know, I guess uh, Chemayev and uh, obviously Burns had just fought and they're a lock and, uh, and Leon is obviously going to be fighting for the title and Kobe, well, I'm guessing he's practically impossible to make with, <laughs> make a match with now these days. So <laughs> it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. And I, I mean, if he, give... I guess if he wants to talk to Kobe, he's gonna have to make a court date. But I don't know how he's oh, gonna do Jesus. that. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! That was good, oh, wasn't God. it? Anyways, man. Uh, yeah, I think we also gotta <laughs> get props. I think we gotta get props, man. Bilal Muhammad. Uh, he was looking at a fight with Hamzat, man. And instead, he's he's fighting down. He's fighting. Like, he he's... said, "Fuck that, dude." <laughs> he said, "No, no, Fuck yeah." That. But even even from the point of like, he was supposed to fight like somebody higher ranked, possibly. Fight a number one contender, and instead he's fighting this young lion who's undefeated and ranked like what ten? Like, dude, guys don't do that. So you got to give props to Blow Muhammad, man. I mean, that's this kid's right. a gamer, dude. So um, honestly, you really, you really do love to see it. So yeah, I'm very excited for both these matchups. I saw the Dern uh, Jean-An fight get a bit of hate on on social media because it's a because it's a main event. Um, and I, I dislike that. I dislike that. Because I think this fight's going to be awesome anyways. And, dude, women's strawweight fights, I hate that, like, women's strawweight gets lumped in with a lot of the bad of women's MMA. Because, like, that top 15's dope. It's like, one of the stronger divisions. It's, like, man, man or woman, it's one of the stronger divisions. It's mm-hmm. one of the best, you know? Um, so, yeah, man, I'm super, super excited for this fight. I think it's going to be an awesome one. Because, like, Mackenzie Dern also. Mackenzie Dern and Jiang Jianon, neither one of them's like been in a boring fight, so uh very excited for it. Very excited for that. I winner of that 
you know, in contention for a title shot. I'm sure they'll keep on going and giving it to anybody but Marina Rodriguez. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, man, last bit of news. And uh, there's not really a whole lot to say on this one. Kind of a funny subject. Uh, also a little bit, a lot of it depressing, honestly. Uh, Dana White recently uh, going viral. By recently, I mean literally today. Because he was giving a Nelk boy, I can't think of which one it is. I really don't know the names. It's but Kyle. It was Kyle from the Nelk boys giving him two hundred fifty thousand dollars as a gift. Um, in which God, don't you just wish you had friends like that, Josh? Right. It sparked all the discussions once again about you know fighter pay and, yep. and paying fighters, you know all that lame shit, you know. I will say this, so Josh, this, this is personal money that I'm assuming he's giving away, not the company money, which are two different things at the end of the no, day. No, no, and I, no, I agree, I agree. I think that is something important we need to say. We'd also be remiss if we also didn't say, where the fuck do we think Dana gets the money from? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, obviously, obviously, obviously around, Dana, you know? Dana earns his money like that, but granted, Dana has his own money at the end of the day, too, right? Regardless of what we want to say, that is his own, you know, Dana has to make a living himself. No. You don't think Dana should make a living himself? You think Dana should just donate all his money? No, I think that it's fucked up that he has $250,000 to throw around while fucking Devis and Figueroa got paid $100,000 for fighting five rounds with Brandon Moreno. I mean, I mean, that's how it is, isn't it? I guess so. Uh, Listen, Josh, why don't you give me two hundred fifty k? Why don't I have friends like that? I'm just rubbing the elbows with the wrong guys, aren't I? I just, I just don't have enough money, you know, to, like, just, you know... To do that, sadly. I wish I did, you know. Are you sure? I guess so I just I need, gotta start my own fight promotion and just like. I, I need to start hanging out with Hunter Biden instead. <laughs> He's a pretty cool guy. I mean, let's just, I mean, I don't want to get political, <laughs> but that seems like a pretty cool guy to hang out with. That's all I gotta say. I mean, Chad I mean, of the week, dude. Chad of, Chad of all time, if we're being completely <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Anyways, oh, man. man, um, before we have all the right wingers try to cancel us, I mean that's just <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time they gone after us, Josh. It's all it, it it won't be the last. You can come for us all you want. You won't you won't you can't stop us, all right? Um But yeah, man, is there anything else we talk about before we close out? I do not believe so. I think we pretty much locked in, my guy. That's what I thought as well. Um hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm at Josh Shivanoff on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega underscore O one at courtside sound for all things related to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, RogueEnergy.com code sound off as well. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Peace and bug grease. Mouse clear.